Hello, Lakers! Welcome to A Splash of Murder. I'm Heather, and I'll be your guide today on a lake with some eerie history. We're not here for the views of the water. We're here for what lies beneath. So strap on your life jackets and get ready to climb aboard. Lake Superior is the largest freshwater lake in the world and contains 10% of the world's fresh water. The water temperature consistently stays near freezing for most of the year. The shoreline of Lake Superior borders the Canadian province of Ontario and the three U.S. states of Michigan, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. There are many legends and spooky stories surrounding Lake Superior. Some say that the lake keeps the bodies of those who die on its waters. Maybe the legend is nothing but a legend, but maybe there is some truth to it. Those who die in water, drowning for instance, are usually found floating. Corpses float because of the buildup of gases due to bacteria feeding on human remains to help in the decomposition process. This creates gases which cause bodies to float back to the surface. Lake Superior's water is cold enough year-round to inhibit bacterial growth and those unfortunate victims of the lake tend to sink and never resurface. There is an estimated 10,000 people who have died on the icy waters of Lake Superior. There are 350 shipwrecks, half of which have not been located yet. However, for the half that have been found, there is one that stands out amongst the others. The SS Edmund Fitzgerald which to this day is the largest shipwreck in Lake Superior. The final voyage of the Edmund Fitzgerald with Captain McSorley began November 9, 1975. The Fitzgerald was joined by the Anderson and Captain Cooper. Captain Cooper would be the first-hand account of what he saw and didn't see that day. It was November. The weather was deteriorating and a storm was building. Both captains agreed that the safest route would be to take the northern course across Lake Superior, believing they would be protected from the storm by the highlands of the Canadian shore. The Fitzgerald, being the faster of the two ships, took the lead. However, the weather conditions only worsened. The snow and the rising spray made it difficult for the Anderson to see the Fitzgerald. According to the radar, they were only 17 miles away from the Anderson, and they were passing through the most dangerous area of the shallow waters. It was around 6.55 in the evening when Captain Cooper reports that the men felt what he describes as a bump. Then the ship lurched and turned, only to be met by a monstrous wave that engulfed the entire vessel. The Anderson, however, would emerge and survive the terrifying act of nature. According to Captain Cooper, the Anderson just raised up and shook herself off of all the water, just like a big dog. He watched two more monstrous waves as they headed down the lake towards the Fitzgerald. Cooper believes that those waves were what ultimately took down the Fitzgerald. The Anderson was the primary search vessel after the Fitzgerald disappeared. 
However, the only remains discovered were that of two empty lifeboats and not a single sign of a survivor. To this day, the reasoning behind the demise of the SS Edmund Fitzgerald is undetermined. What we do know for certain is that there were 80 mile per hour winds that day and monstrous waves. These elements and other causes still unknown caused the ship to sink and stole the lives of 25 men, happening so quickly that not a single cry for help was ever heard. The mystery of the Fitzgerald is still being investigated. In 1994, divers made a gruesome discovery 500 feet below the surface where the ship lays in its watery grave. They came across a body resting close to the ship, more than likely being one of the ship's crew members, fully clothed, wearing an orange life jacket, and lying face down in the sediment. A mini-submarine was sent to take video, where they saw the partially decomposed body. The frigid temps have significantly slowed the decomposition. The only way to identify this person would be to bring him to the surface, run DNA, and dental records. However, the families of the men of the Fitzgerald have said they would prefer that their deceased loved ones remain in their natural graves. How many bodies of the hundreds of shipwrecks are still trapped, lying at the bottom of Lake Superior? Bodies that are more than skeletal remains. Bodies that will remain frozen in time, slowly disappearing as the decades pass. According to Reader's Digest, Lake Superior is the top 10 most haunted lakes in the world. It may not come as a surprise that some of the ghost stories being told over the many years are of those of ghost ships. On foggy days, ships have been seen in the distance, only to disappear in the fog. The captain of those lost ships still sailing the waters of Lake Superior with his crewmen by his side. The watery graveyard trapping souls of thousands. It is not only above the water that these entities make themselves known. Divers have reported being followed by what they believe to be supernatural beings ghosts chasing them through the waters. Even scarier, some deaths on the lake are possibly the work of murderers. In 1982, the body of Debbie Race washed up on Lake Superior's shore. The day before, Debbie's husband Larry Race had reported her missing. They had taken their 22-foot boat, the Jenny Lee, out on the lake because they were celebrating their 14th wedding anniversary. After speaking to investigators, Larry gave a harrowing story of the boat taking on water and how he had rushed to put on a diving suit and got his wife into a life raft. The life raft broke free and Debbie was left afloat on the rough, frigid waters. However, investigators were not buying his tragic stories. More truths began coming to light, such as Larry's affairs with multiple women. Larry and Debbie's marriage had been unhappy for quite some time, almost leading to separation on several occasions due to Larry's infidelity. The couple, however, decided to give their marriage another chance, planning an anniversary celebration on the boat. According to Larry's perspective of the events that night, the boat had begun to take on water and the engine wasn't working. He chose then to save them by getting off of the boat. 
He claims that he tried to blow up one life raft, however it had holes in the bottom. So after loading his wife into the other life raft and having put on his diving gear, he planned to use a rope to swim the raft into shore. He said the waters, being only three degrees above freezing, made it impossible to swim. He thought about getting on the float with his wife, however, had seen lights in the distance of another boat and chose to swim to the boat for help. When he got closer, he realized that it was actually his boat and it was still afloat, and he was able to climb aboard and start the engine. He says he looked for his wife, but he was not able to find her. Red flags were popping up all over for investigators, one being that Debbie was extremely afraid of the water. They believed she would have never voluntarily got on the life raft and would have stayed on the boat calling for help. After the coroners ruled she had died of hypothermia and not drowning as her life jacket had kept her afloat, the police began an investigation into the circumstances of her death, which ultimately led to Larry being arrested for the murder of his wife. The trial brought out even more circumstantial evidence that made Larry seem less credible. The motive for the murder being explained through witness statements claiming that Larry had been unhappy in the marriage for a long time and wanted out. Other witnesses came forward and said that Larry was a very knowledgeable mechanic and could have easily faked engine problems, as well that they knew that Larry only had one life raft on the boat. Then there was the life insurance policy taken out on Debbie only months before her untimely death. Larry would receive $108,000 from this policy. Most curiously of all, though, was the fact that the boat had a bilge pump that would have pumped out any water being taken in. However, Larry chose not to use it that night. The prosecution stand was that Larry had convincingly tricked Debbie into a panic that they were going to sink. Only in such an extreme situation would she have gotten onto that life raft. At this point, however, they don't believe he had his diver's gear on. It was only after he put her into the water that he allegedly put on scuba gear and swam back to Debbie's float, puncturing holes from underneath and then leaving her for dead. He later was able to collect his float and have a well-rehearsed story. As well, the evidence of the holes in the life float showed that it had been cut while inflated. The defense argued if the raft had been cut where the prosecution alleges, then she would have washed ashore in a different location. Her skin lividity at the time of death was also indicative of having been out of the water, likely in a raft when she washed ashore. However, her supposed raft was never found. The jury found Larry guilty of murder, and he was sentenced to life in prison. He made several attempts to appeal his conviction, all of which were unsuccessful. In 2005, however, Larry Race was paroled after 22 years and was to remain on probation for an additional 17 years. Unfortunately, the lake does not only accept the deaths of those that happen within its waters. Very recently, June of 2021, Robert Thomas West added to Lake Superior's underwater graveyard while on a commercial fisherman's boat. Robert boarded the boat with two five-gallon buckets filled with cement and a tote bag. Robert told the owner of the boat that the buckets and tote were full of his grandmother's valuables and he wished to throw them into the lake. So for whatever reason, the fisherman took Robert to a spot on Lake Superior and Robert 
threw the items overboard. However, Robert would end up in trouble with the law not too long after and ended up being held in Douglas County, Wisconsin. It was here that investigators started asking questions about the items in the water. West first claimed he was disposing of his grandmother's valuables and then changed his story to he was tossing at dog's remains. Eventually, however, Robert West confessed to helping in the dismembering of the body of Richard Anthony Balsimo and also his involvement in the plan to get rid of his remains. Richard Balsimo had gone missing on June 20th of 2021. He was 34 years old. It was a witness who had gotten the investigators to start looking at Robert. The witness claimed that she met up with Robert West and another man, and both were acting very nervous and suspicious. She asked him what was wrong and claimed he responded with, please don't make me tell you what I have on me. And he was very nervous about something being discovered in his car. She then noticed bullet holes in the passenger seat. Later on, she was asked to pass a bag containing a gun to Robert. Two days passed and Robert reached out to this witness and asked if she knew of any fishermen. She apparently did, and she set Robert up with a fisherman on Lake Superior. Robert claimed to the man that he wanted to go fishing, however, he had some valuables of his grandmother's that he wanted to place in the lake. After he threw the buckets filled with cement and towed overboard, Robert later on confessed to the witness that in fact the other man in the car the other day had shot a guy and they had chopped him up and loaded his remains into the buckets and tote. With this information, the police were able to track down the man who took him out on the boat and he was able to take police and divers to the spot where he believed Robert had disposed of the items. Police were only able to find one of the buckets and the tote bag and within the tote bag they discovered a human torso with a bullet wound. As well in the bag was a card from a casino with the name Richard Balsimo. Robert is being held on felony counts of mutilating a corpse, harboring or aiding a felon, and possession of a firearm by a felon, which holds a punishable sentence of 12 and a half years and a $25,000 fine. Then additional charges for his involvement has West looking at 20 or more years in prison. There has also been two more arrests connected to this murder. Lake Superior is fierce and unforgiving. It's a force of nature that produces near-mythical waves, waves that mimic those only seen at sea. It is the final resting place for thousands who lay in the freezing waters waiting to be found. Lake Superior holds secrets that we may never uncover because the lake keeps what it takes. Lost ships, lost souls, what else lies in Lake Superior's Okay, Lakers, it's time to dock. Next week, join me on another creepy adventure on a murderous lake. But until then, stay safe and be kind to one another.